0: This is the Punk Show Podcast. Hey, this is Matt. Matt, it's Jason Lamb calling you from Victoria, BC. How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. Do you remember that I was calling you?
1: <laughs> um, no, not really.
0: <laughs> okay. We had a little Facebook chat and you said you'd be into an interview this morning.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. You know, what? I'm honestly, I'm really bad with my schedule, so I just tell people to call me, and then when they do, they do. It's okay.
0: Great. <laughs> uh, is it a bad time? I can, we can do it another time if it's preferable. No, it's perfect time. Okay, cool. It's perfect time. Right on. Well, thank you for uh, agreeing uh, to chat with me. I appreciate it. Of course. How are so, you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, I'm up here in Canada on Vancouver Island. You're where? You're like Northern California, is that correct?
1: Yeah, San Francisco Bay Area. Nice. That's where I. That's where I am. But our writers are spread out all over
0: the place. Right. Okay. Um, I'm curious about how like that all works because uh, you know I've seen the hard times now for a while and and uh, and I'm a big fan. By the way, I think it, it makes me laugh t- truly out loud a lot of the time. And uh, uh, how many people have you got writing for you? Is there like a staff or is it all just like uh, people just submit from all over the place?
1: So it's it's a kind of a unique system. It. Uh, The way it works is I have a couple editors and myself who are uh, own part of the company, and then I uh, have a large group of contributors, Um, there's like 230 of them, Um, but they actually don't pitch to the editors. So okay, so the first thing is you have to pass the comedy test, right? right? Once you pass the comedy test, once you pass the comedy test, you get put into a group. And then when you're in that group, you actually pitch to the entire group, and if you can get enough approval from that group, then it gets put into a list once a week where the editors themselves look over them and then redecide. Um, so the idea behind the system has to do with um, I was a music editor at SF Weekly, and I was sitting there at my desk and people would pitch me these stories into my inbox. But some of them were like straight up out of my league. You know, it was like stories about the opera or about jazz, and I was like a punk kid, right? So yeah. I didn't feel like I was truly. I didn't feel like it made sense that I was this one guy making these decisions for all of San Francisco's music coverage um, that I had to have blind spots, right? I had to have things that I didn't know that were important enough. Sure. Um, so when I came up with my website, I was trying to think of ways that would kind of work around that. And so the way that pitching to the group works is it kind of ele- it like elevates and highlights these blind spots that maybe my editors and I wouldn't understand. And then we can kind of look at those ones and go, what did we miss about this? What are these, what is it that's connecting with these people? Right. It also, it also helps us because it's kind of like um, a test run. So all of our headlines are, are tested to a group of people, so we actually understand which ones are going to do well and which ones aren't, um, to some extent, uh, based on our, our process before um, the audience actually really even sees it.
0: So t- tell me about this comedy test that you have to pass. What, what, what does that involve? The comedy,
1: the comedy test used to be um, 10 headlines in an article. Okay and You had to get about two. You had to get about two... Um, through now we're just doing ten headlines, um, seven hard times, and three hard style. Um, hard style is like our um, like lifestyle blog. It's uh, kind of like more like a Vice first person narrative sort of voice. Okay. Um, and what what happens is you pitch those, and I personally read over every single um, pitch that comes in, along with my two top editors, um, and then we uh, if if that person can get if they get one really good one or two that are kind of like okay, maybe there's some spark here. Um, then we usually uh, run one of those headlines through our process, see if it gets through, and then if it gets through, you're in the group. So it's kind of a hard thing to get through. I would say maybe 5% of people who apply or maybe maybe a little bit less, maybe 2 or 3% of people who apply get in. Uh, wow. It used to be a little bit more lax. It used to be a little bit more lax, but um, we've kind of restrained it over time. Uh, it works really well, though, Um Because so the reason why we don't just let anyone in is because these people's opinions are then actually going to affect what articles actually end up on the site. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you pitch to this entire group, these people who have passed the test look over the headlines with us and say, oh, I like this one. I don't like this one. And we don't want someone in there who we just don't see eye to eye with as far as like comedy is concerned. Um, that
0: all makes that all makes yeah. sense. I'm I'm impressed by how organized this all is. I just kind of pictured like, you know, five guys sharing an apartment and coming up with funny headlines. But <laughs> this yeah. is this is like a major operation you got going on here.
1: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, I um I was a music editor at SF Weekly. Um I've had some other editorial experience um and so when I was putting together my own thing, I was trying to think of ways to be a little bit better than um five guys. If you look at a lot of satire sites, um the ones that aren't the onion right but like the other smaller sapphire sites yeah there's not a lot of quality control um, absolutely them posting things that um i even see other sites posting things that we've rejected <laughs> Like Is that right pitch them to us and at least they know and then they go and pitch them elsewhere and they get approved um but uh so we felt like well i felt like when i was designing the editorial process i wanted to make sure that there was like a high level of quality control so this whole like I had one of my friends, Greg, was described It's like a military process, almost. And it's funny, because everyone has to obey the rules. Even I will pitch headline ideas that don't make it through, and it's frustrating. Um, <laughs> but I, sometimes I joke to my friends, I'm like, why the fuck did I make a website where I can't even run my own jokes?
0: No, exactly. Uh, um, but the
1: truth is, all those checks and balances end up with us creating pretty pretty good quality content. Um,
0: well, let me say that, so, I that, that yeah. you, you know... It's apparent that you do, the, the, because the quality comes through. And I was going to ask you that exact question. I was going to say, obviously, The Onion is kind of the, the you know, the benchmark, if you will, for satire uh, mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. web and all that. I mean, the, you know, The Onion's unbeatable. They're fantastic. But now it seems mm-hmm. like there's this glut of satire sites, and the majority of them are shitty, let's be honest, you know, m- mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, you guys are really, mm-hmm. really good. We have one in Canada here called The Beaverton that actually is quite good as well. It's very Mm -hmm. Canadian centric. Yeah, people in the states probably wouldn't even understand most of it because it's very Canadian centric with its references and stuff like that. Pardon me.
1: Do you know Ryan Long? He's our video guy. He's from Canada, and he was telling me about the Peeperton.
0: No, I don't. Cool. Hmm. Um, Okay. Well, like, and yeah, I mean, you can tell that there is a really good vetting process that goes through because, like, like I say, the quality is there. Um, You know, nine times out of ten, you guys hit it out of the park. So, um, thanks. And I was going to say, you even skewered our beloved Nardwar from the west coast of Canada here. Yeah,
1: I love Nardwar.
0: Yeah. yeah, Nardwar is great. What was it? Nardwar, the human serviette surprises Moses with the original pressing of the Ten Commandments or something like that.
1: It was that was really yeah, good. Of, yeah, I think it was surprises surprises Jesus with the original Ten Commandments. There you go. Maybe Moses with spent. Um, yeah, that was, we ran that. I think on some. Uh, some holiday. I don't know if it was like Easter or Christmas or something, but uh that one did really well. I think Nardwar retweeted it, which I really enjoyed. Oh um, cool. Because <laughs> I, you know, grew up watching his interviews. I love that guy. Um I love when he's like interviewing Henry Rollins and Henry Rollins just says like, Oh man, next time we're gonna do one of these interviews, like brush your teeth. Dude. Breath smells horrible that's,
0: Yeah, that's like uh that's like an infamous one of, of his, yeah, him and Rollins. Yeah. Rollins not impressed yeah. at all by by Nardwar and his antics.
1: Rollins is not impressed by much. That's true. I actually, um, I actually met up with part of the Onions editorial staff um, last week, and um, I was really excited to hear them talk about how much they enjoyed the hard times, how they read it, um, how they appreciate the quality, and all these sorts of things. Um, yeah, that's awesome. It meant a lot to me, because obvi- obviously the site is heavily inspired by them. Sure. Um, so that was pretty cool.
0: Well, what I think is really yeah, cool, too, uh, like, I'm, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but... Uh, what I think is really cool is, I mean, I, so I run this punk show. I'm also a stand-up comic. I've been doing comedy for about 15 years. Cool. And I'm also a punk fan. So, of course, this, this really, you know, uh, is in my, my wheelhouse or whatever. But uh, it's, it's funny because it's such a sort of specific thing, you know, of, of like, you know, hard mm-hmm. music, heavy metal, punk. But it works so well. There seems to be like an endless sort of pot of, of, of uh, material there for you guys to, 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 to you know, work on.
1: Yeah, when we first started, there was a lot of people talking about, are you guys going to run out of stuff? And we would kind of say, we don't know. <laughs> um, we don't know if we're going to run out of stuff. Um, we've found out now, no, we never will. Um, it has a lot to do with the idea that this stuff always happening in the community. It's always changing. You know, Punk has been around for a very long time, so there's a lot to draw from. But then there's also the fact that uh, it continues to evolve over time, so there's lots of new material. And then we've continued to branch out, which is interesting and fun. In its own way into mm-hmm. politics and other types of music into culture itself um and so we've been pushing ourselves to kind of um keep spreading our wings a bit and our audience has been responding positively so i was actually surprised i kind of thought i was kind of on like oh i wonder if we're just gonna run out of jokes you know right um, but it never happened and now it's pretty apparent that it's not going to
0: and like you said, there's no rules that say you have to stay within the, the confines of of that. Anyway, you
1: can expand to make yeah. it whatever, right? You could be the next Onion. Yeah, we've been doing we've been doing metal stuff. Um, people have been really loving it. Uh, you know, I kind of think of the Onion. I think of them as like this great legacy institution, um, kind of like Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. But when you think about Rolling Stone, there's all these alternatives, right? There's like Vice. There's Noisy. There's Alternative Press. Right? There's all these um ones that are geared towards the same topic right music but sure. for younger people for people more in the know or whatever um and then you look at the onion right and then there's nothing really underneath them that's like this weird hipster music um publication that's kind of like an alternative to them right um and so that was the original idea behind the website so i feel like uh as we continue to grow we can continue we can kind of become a true alternative to it meaning you know just the onion but for you know younger people people yeah. who relate relate more to you know uh hipster music culture than they do to mowing your lawn or yeah. getting what? your kid dressed in the morning.
0: my mom's not going to understand like a glenn danzig reference for example
1: right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you actually would be. you know it's actually when you look at the numbers on our website i kind of like at first i thought like oh this is gonna be really small right but then like because it's like 2017 and punk's been around for so long, it's kind of like at this point, who doesn't know what like a mosh pit is? Sure. Right. There's like, kind of like, it really has kind of bled out into almost all parts of culture. Like a lot of people know what this stuff is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the basics anyway. Right? Cause I
1: was, trying, yeah. I was trying to figure it out, you know, it's like, how do we have like millions of people on this site? Like, is this like every single punk is reading this or the, <laughs> and the truth is, is it's not like that. It's like, there's just like random people who read it too, who just like comedy mm-hmm. and who, had a friend who was in the hardcore or has been to a show a couple times, or is just kind of like a skater kid who knows about underground culture in general. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of broadened our our audience now is more just like anyone who quite doesn't quite fit in with uh, with mainstream stuff, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different, a little bit off alternative. Um,
0: here's a question yeah. for you. Have you ever run into anybody that you've satirized? Um, that had maybe a negative, uh, opinion of what you have done?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I was sure at first that I was going to get beat up. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I never did, uh, yet cross the fingers. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what we've noticed is well, the, the tone of the site usually isn't that mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. we ran a couple mean ones, and then I ran into the people. There's one, like, the story so far. I remember that whole thing where, like, the guy kicked the girl off stage or something like that. And uh did you hear about that? Like, the singer of the story so far kicked the girl off stage. It was a long time ago. Oh, yeah, something.
0: Yeah.
1: People were upset about it or whatever. I personally wasn't that upset, but, um, are, because, I mean, I'm a hardcore guy, so it's like, you know, kicking people off the stage is no big deal. It happens, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, people were upset about it, and our staff wanted to run this article. Um, <laughs> it was like a singer of stories so far apologizes to like stupid whore he kicked off stage. Right? It was all about how like, it was all about like overriding misogyny sorts of stuff. It was a funny article. Um, and then we ended up booking their show, and I talked to some guy in their band. I don't listen to their band. Um, not that I dislike them. I just don't really know very much about them. Sure, yeah. And so I was just handing out, I was handing out Hard Times pins in the crowd, and I'm like, you want a hard time spin? You want a hard time spin? And some guy, I handed it to him. and goes, oh, I've actually been on this website. And I go, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, there was some sort of kicking incident. And I realized that was like the basis for the band or whatever. Oh, no. um, but he was laughing about it. Right. And I said, oh, yeah. Well, look how hard we've come. We're working together now. Right. I think he gave me a hug. Um, and then like we, we ran a story about Toby Morse from H2O. And he ran up to me at a show one time and was like, this is this asshole with me making fun of me," And then he gave me a hug. That's Most cool. people don't really care that much. I mean, I think you can tell it's a joke um, that we are fans of this music, that we're trying to have a good time. Absolutely. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I think, yeah, but, you're right. Uh, none, you're, none of your stuff really has been that mean-spirited. And I think people just like to be, right. you know, it's, it's flattering. It's like, uh, you know, people are talking about me, so why wouldn't they be happy about that? We've
1: had, we've had, uh, we've had a, one thing happen where it was something in the pop punk world. I'm not super familiar with that world, but some of my writers are. And this guy made a t shirt, and this other guy made like a satire t shirt of it, and then someone got threatened to get sued or whatever. We ran some headline about it. It resonated really well with that um, subgenre. And the guy who we were making fun of, who we were making fun of pretty intensely, was, <laughs> <laughs> he was like going off on Twitter before the article came out at everyone who was upset at him. And when the article came out, he was like, oh, my God, I made out to the hard times! It was like the best day of my life. I was so <laughs> happy. And he immediately just became like excited and happy instead of angry at the situation. So we do get a lot of that people where they're just like excited that we noticed them or, you know, a lot of people read the website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially a lot of music people. So if they get on there, even for like kind of not the greatest reason, they sometimes they get really excited. <laughs> but yeah, there's never been like a I'm trying to think of like a, someone who's had a really negative reaction that I then met. I don't I don't think that's ever happened.
0: Well, hopefully uh, oh,
1: it won't. Oh, my friend Nick, he books our shows, right? Yeah. Um, he does all these shows. And he was booking this show a couple days ago and he texted me and he goes, man, this band's pissed at me. And I go, why? And he goes, yeah, they're, you know, they, they like the hard times. They like the support, but they're upset. Like one of the guys flipped me off and stuff. And I go, what is it about? And he goes, that article about uh, five great date night ideas that you'll never get experience because you date a musician. Right. I guess their girlfriends read it before they went on tour. And they're all All the girlfriends had a long sit down conversation with them. And they're very <laughs> upset. <laughs> so it was like the article was so true that they were bad at it. Uh, which I could not get over. I tested like, nerves. It has nothing to do with them in particular. It's just like apparently they're bad boyfriends or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, cool. Well, Matt, you mentioned uh, producing shows, and uh, so that's uh, is that obviously it's a fairly big part of what you do. I I, I noticed uh, that you guys are um, producing one of the club shows at Punk Rock Bowling this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have you done yeah, that so-
0: in the past as well with them?
1: Um, no, this is yeah. the first time with Punk Rock Long. Um We're also going to have a booth. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to try to set up this thing where, like, you can. We're going to have like a backdrop with a green screen and photographer there, and we're going to have people pose, and then we're going to use those people in Hard Times photos. Uh, I think people really like that. That's cool. Um, I like that. But uh, th- that's our first time with them. Um, I've been booking punk shows since I was a kid, right? Because right. I'd go on tour and make friends, and then they'd say, "Hey, we're coming to the Bay Area," and i will put on a show for them or whatever. Then just go the place. place. Um, uh, now we're doing it a little bit more intensely. Uh, kind of scaled it up. I got my friend Nick who does a lot of the big hardcore shows here. I got him to be part of our company, um, to start running these hard time shows. He's been doing a great job. We've sold out a lot of shows, a lot of big crowds come out. Um, and now we're kind of doing it more and more at festivals. We have a couple in the works. Punk rock bowling is the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also been doing like live comedy shows in LA, at nerd melt. Um, yeah. So it's been, we, we've been doing a lot of stuff like that. Uh, I kind of like the idea of it having like a live present, you know, that's what the, mm. all the jokes come from are like these shows. So we might as, sure. as well be throwing shows, right? But it's, uh, but it's also, it's cool to like build this thing up and then get to use it uh, to help out bands who are on tour, you know, to so like people get really excited when we're tweeting their flyers or whatever, or Instagramming their flyers. They go, Oh damn, that's my band, you know? So yeah. um, it's good to use it like that.
0: Well, I'm heading down to punk rock bowling myself for the first time this year. So uh, are you going to be down there?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be down there. Well, I'll right have now. to introduce uh, myself to you. Yeah, I think I'm going to be at the Hard Times booth most of the time, and I'll definitely be at the club show. Um, I'm a little skinny white kid with slick back hair. Okay. So if you see someone like that, that's me. I'm a middle-aged. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of people who look like that. <laughs> I'm a
0: middle-aged uh, beer belly guy with uh, um, a receding hairline. <laughs>
1: so we're both very, so we're both very stereotypical uh, music festival attendees. Yeah, so. we're
0: both going to get so many chicks. <laughs> Okay, uh, um, I'll let you go here. I've been. This has been a, a great interview. Uh, I do want to ask you one thing. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to also mention that uh, I love the merch on your on your because you you even talked about the t shirt thing. But the merch on your website, those great parody shirts, like the Jawbreaker shirt and the descent. Thanks. Says, um, I hope you have those for sale down at Punk Rock Bowling because I want one of those.
1: Yeah, we're gonna bring a bunch. We're also gonna have some new ones. Um, I'm pretty excited. We just got Sean Taggart, um, who drew all the Agnostic Front covers and all that stuff he's going to draw a shirt for us oh cool um i've been i've been trying to you know people have been asking for hard times merch for like years um i personally am not a very big merch guy like i don't collect band merch very much i mean i have a closet full of band t-shirts but i don't really collect um that much right and so i guess i kind of undervalued how much people wanted them um but now that we have them up for sale people just absolutely love them that's awesome we're going to try to do a little bit more of it
0: uh last question and I don't want to put you on the spot too much here but do you have a personal favorite uh story or, or like a favorite headline of uh of of your stories of your your hard time stories you're, you're the one that, the one that uh you're the most proud of either that you came up with yourself or one of your one of your guys did
1: I have a hard time memory which one's i came up with myself <laughs> I came up with one okay I came up with one that I feel like um, is kind of like a good uh critique of my friends and my social circle circle like as of like this like it's kind of like a timely political thing mm-hmm. i think the headline was um uh stop using the word dumb it's offensive to absolute fucking
0: morons."
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like <laughs> and, it and uh and i because I, I like that one because i actually saw one of my friends on facebook telling people not to call people dumb because it was like offensive Uh, or ableist was the word that they were using oh wow Um, and I just thought holy shit this is hilarious because who is it offensive to it's offensive to dumb people right (laughs) it was was really funny Uh, and then so my article is just like as like as like a representative of the moronic people like (laughs) like I'm representing all morons worldwide um yeah I think there was another one things have gotten out of hand with that stuff yeah a little (laughs) bit um my friend wrote it, um, I think it was like Old Guy at Show Apparently Local Legend. I don't know why, but that one always sticks with me. It's just like really fucking funny. I love that, yeah.
0: Uh, my personal favorite, well, oh, there's a bunch of them, but the one that I kind of picked that I think that is one of my favorites is uh, uh, Gigi Allen Grave Desecrated with Flowers and Candles. <laughs> that one made me laugh.
1: Yeah. We have another G.G. Allen headline coming out that you'll like if you oh, like good. that one. Yeah. Such, a, such a fucking funny mm-hmm. character for the longest time my friends and we had this weird tradition where every New Year's Eve we would watch a out live DVD <laughs> <laughs> good way with to start like, the year with like our, yeah with like our girlfriends and like, like just like our random friends who would be over and they'd be like who is this guy <laughs> he's like throwing poo at the crowd <laughs> um, yeah
0: <laughs> um, oh thanks so much Matt I appreciate your time I want to make sure I uh, pronounce your last name right is it just Sane Cum is that right
1: you know, honestly, my family doesn't even know how to pronounce it. so What you just said is fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for your time, man. That's really cool. And keep up the great work. Honestly, uh, the hard times is so great, and it uh, we need we need it in our lives. So uh, I will uh, definitely make a point thanks. of coming and saying hello and introducing myself uh, down in Vegas yeah, uh, in a month.
1: You have my um, you have my cell phone number. So text me when you're around the booth or something like that, and I'll make sure to say hi.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. All
1: right, I'll see you later. Thanks, thanks, for man. Me. Take care. All Bye. Right. This has been the Punk Show Podcast. If you'd like to hear more, including kick-ass punk music, go to thezone.fm slash punk. Oh, yeah. And be sure to check out the Punk Show on Facebook and
0: Instagram.